We've got a, a really interesting interview for you guys today. It's with Ken Bone. Now, he's a gentleman that got famous during the 2016 elections wearing a red sweater, having a mustache that was not perfectly policed. And everybody wanted to know if he was for Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. He's now the host of the Ken Bone Show, that's his own podcast, and he's a writer at thelatest.com. And apparently, there's a bone to pick with us. So, Ken, welcome to the program. Jank, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. No problem, brother. Uh, so, you know, the first I, national outlet that I've ever actually reached out to and asked to be on. So, oh, know, that's okay. a distinction only for the Young Turks. All right, wonderful. Uh, nice to hear that. Thank you, Ken. Um, so, uh, I'm curious about everything about you. Okay, I don't know if you've still said who you voted for. I'm curious what your politics are, and but I'm also curious as to what you think we said wrong about you. So let's start there. What did we say, and and what did we get wrong? Well, there were a couple of points that when I was watching the show a few weeks back, and one was that you had said that Donald Trump lost me, and that kind of implies that Donald Trump ever had me in the first place. Like uh, I was famously called the undecided voter or America's undecided voter. And that wasn't because I liked both Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. It was because I wasn't really that enamored with them, with either of them. Uh, I wanted to hear what they had to say. I've never been a big Hillary Clinton fan. I was more of a Bernie Sanders guy myself. And uh, you know, it's obvious to everyone who has two eyes that uh, Donald Trump was not a moral person. So I've, you know, nobody... Well, I won't say nobody, but not many people that I knew were very excited to jump on the the Trump train. And the other was when we were talking, or you were talking about uh, the Trayvon Martin case. And there was a a quote of mine from Reddit that was taken a bit out of context, where I had said that Trayvon Martin's murder was justified, and that I think a lot of people took that to understand that I think it was okay. And that's what I really want to set the record straight on is it was not okay. I wish Trayvon Martin was still alive and it's a terrible tragedy that he was killed. And justified was probably a dumb word to use for it, but it was a throwaway internet comment. You know, it wasn't a press release. Uh, all I meant by that was that it wasn't technically illegal. And if, you know, the law probably, the stand your ground law has caused a lot of trouble uh, down in Florida. And if they want to look at changing it, that'd probably be for the best. It's actually caused the homicide rate to increase. But that's all I meant by it, to say it was not illegal at the time. Okay, well, then I'm really glad you came on. Uh, one, I'm glad we got to correct that, um, uh, whatever needed correcting there, and I'll get into that in a second. And, and number two, I'm uh, thrilled to hear uh, those opinions from you. So, uh, so first of all, on the Trump and Hillary, um, you not being a fan of either, well, you and the whole country, brother, <laughs> right? So that was yeah, to say that you don't like either candidate is not to say that you think they are both equal. Uh, I think is the biggest lesson that uh, I wanted to make clear to everybody. It's like, I, yeah, I didn't like Donald Trump that much, and he hasn't done a lot to change my opinion of him. But uh, I haven't been a big Hillary fan since I was in high school. Uh, I was a senior when she did her first run for the Senate. And uh, it just always struck me as kind of weird to move from Arkansas to New York four months before an election to set up residency. I, I really didn't think the people in New York would go for it. But I was in high school and didn't know such things. Yeah, well, uh, that name recognition, it's a beast. Um, so, huh. 
I'm living proof, Jenk. I know about that name recognition now. <laughs> That's right. So, um, so you were not a fan of either. We were not a fan of either. Uh, so we're on the same ground there. Uh, so, have you ever said who you voted for? I never have. I didn't feel like it was fair since I was just some random goofball from the internet uh, that got thrust into the spotlight. There are trolls on the internet that will vote for who I tell them to for the lulls. And there are people who were just desperate to to latch on to someone because it was such a negative, nasty election that wanted some kind of guidance. And for better or worse, there were a number of people that would have voted for whoever I voted for. Now, was that 10 people or was it 1,000 people or was it 5,000? I don't know, probably not that many, but it was more than zero. And I didn't think that was fair of me to be telling people who should, they should vote for. Okay, but now that we're past the election, who did you vote for? Well, I promised I wouldn't tell anybody. So the only folks that know are the co-host of my podcast because I got drunk and told him and my wife and she doesn't <laughs> care. Okay, then note to self, get Ken Bone drunk. It's not as hard as you think. <laughs> so obviously Ken asked the question in one of the debates and and then he took off from there. Before we get back to Trayvon, let me ask you about that. So. You took off partly because of uh, your what people felt like was your good-natured attitude, uh, and partly because you were so undecided, and partly because of the red sweater and the mustache. So, how'd you feel about that? Uh, did you think like I get it? People thought it was funny, and then you were taking pictures with a disposable camera from 1987 or whatever that you know you got that from. Uh, were you amused by that? Or did you like that? Were you bothered by it? No, I've always been like a big into the internet culture. I love the memes and stuff. So when I saw that I was a meme, you know, I didn't think that that meant to be like, wow, people must think that Ken Bone's really, really smart. And we should have, you know, ask him on television because he's so amazing and charming. Now, they just liked that I was kind of funny and fun to talk to. And I was goofy looking and got my recognition. Uh, and I was just able to have a good time with that. I've never had any illusion that uh, I'm like a political shaker now just because I've been on CNN. How often do you wear the red sweater? Only for charities these days. Oh, okay, I got you. And what are you doing, Ken? You gotta go back to the mustache with the beard. I can hardly recognize you. I just hate shaving so much. I'm gonna shave Sunday night because I'm giving a speech to a bunch of high school kids in Pennsylvania on Monday about the importance of political activism. It's for a youth activism club in West Pennsylvania. So I didn't know- And wear the sweater. Okay, all right, that's good, I like that. When your wife decided to marry you, did you have a mustache at that point? I did not, I had a goatee back then. It was oh. in 2001, all kinds of people were making bad decisions with their facial hair. <laughs> I think I had a goatee in 2001 too. Um, so anyway, Ken, back to uh, the two issues then. So all right, Hillary and, and Donald, you were not a, a favor of. Uh, actually, before we go to Trayvon, one more thing about that. In the tweet that we were quoting, you said something about how he didn't deliver on the coal in regards to the coal industry. You work in the coal industry, right? Yeah, I work at a coal-fired power plant. I'm what's called a control room operator, which is kind of like Homer from The Simpsons. I watch the controls and make sure everything stays safe and working. And you know, Trump went around and made a lot of promises about how we're we're going to reopen the coal mine and we're going to bring coal back and we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And everybody that works in the industry knows that, yes, we need coal right now because it, it provides about a one third of our electricity. But every major power company is looking at alternatives. They're not dumb. They know the way the wind is blowing. 
And uh, if we can make big enough upgrades to our uh, storage capacity and infrastructure for transmission, you're going to see solar and wind come in in a big way. Those are the only things that are really holding us back right now. So when I said that Trump might have been losing you because of your comments about how he wasn't being honest about the coal industry, your point is that we don't really know who you voted for, but you really didn't like either one, and hence you didn't like Trump, so there was nothing to lose in that sense. Do I have that right now? Yeah, I think so. I, you know, the coal industry likes Trump because he would, you know, he made his speeches. He said he was going to bring coal back. But we seem to forget in the US that the president isn't the emperor and he doesn't own the means of production and he can't just reopen the coal mine and send you back to work. Uh, and economic forces are at play. Uh, most coal miners who have lost their jobs over the last 20 years didn't lose them to regulation. They lost their jobs to automation, which is, you know, it's, it's only continuing to increase. Yeah, you don't see a lot of Republicans campaigning on ending automation. <laughs> no, it's because automation is good for a big business, which you know, big politicians love big business. That's where the money comes from. That's exactly right. So, um, did you say that you were a Bernie Sanders supporter earlier? Yeah, I didn't like campaign for him or anything, but I really, what I liked about Bernie Sanders is, uh, even though he's well to the left of me, I'm I'm kind of like a center leftist, uh, maybe on the libertarian side. Of financial issues, but definitely for social equality, LGBT rights, pro-gay marriage, uh, that sort of you know social, uh, you know that that kind of social standing. Uh, but I liked that Bernie was one of the earlier politicians, or that actually seemed to mean what he said. Like when he said that he wanted to champion for civil rights, there are pictures of him getting carted out of buildings in handcuffs because he was in sit-ins for civil rights. Now he's. Uh, in his younger days, he wasn't just a speech maker. He was, uh, you know, he was a real activist. So I don't have to agree with someone like that to respect him. Well, I think you're absolutely right about that too. See, I knew I was right to defend you. And by the way, you're being unfair to me because overall in that video, I defended you eight ways to Sunday, didn't I? I think you. I thought you were being uh, very fair. I didn't mean to uh, say that you were being unfair or anything. I just, you know, I like your show and I wanted to be on it. <laughs> Bless your heart, Ken. It, did you, uh, that video that we made about you, is that the first time you saw the Young Turks or had you seen it before? No, I had seen it many times before. I've seen a lot of stuff that you've done. Uh, I'm, uh, it's probably not the nicest thing to say, but I wouldn't say I'm a regular viewer. Uh, but then I'm not a regular viewer of, of just about anybody. I try to go all over the place. You know, I watch Ben Shapiro and nod my head sometimes and pull my hair out sometimes. And I'll do the same thing with you. And I, I just try to jump all over the place. Uh, what I like about your show uh, is that you're very upfront about the fact that, all right, here is the news. These are the things that happened. And this is my opinion about it. And this is my commentary. And you, you tend to do a really good job of not letting those two things bleed together. And I really respect that. Ken Bone, you are America. Uh, so I am America's obesity epidemic, Jake. <laughs> well, you and me both too on that, brother. <laughs> so, so I can tell with uh, listening to both the right and the left, uh, we you've done more hair pulling uh, than than uh, <laughs> than nodding. But uh, <laughs> but I love that you try out both, and that's very Ken Bone of you to to do that and to be open minded and try both sides. So, and that's what that's what I said in that video and none of the videos about you, which is that I like that there's a guy who still has a certain, I don't want to say innocence. I think that it was overplayed in regards to you, but 
an open mind and and is willing to hear people out and and is is enough skeptical as you explained earlier about Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump and the politicians, but but is still willing to to hear things out. So anyway, but let, let's go to Trayvon because you, you mentioned that too. So, and you just explain your politics a little bit. I just want to touch on a little bit more, and I don't want to, uh, you know, overemphasize it as I said in the earlier video about you. And we'll put that the link to that video down below so everybody can watch that too. Um, I said, look, I don't want to overfocus on that comment because he's just a guy who made one comment on the internet, and uh, and he's not a politician, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. But so, if you meant it was legally justified, do you think Zimmerman should have gotten off? I feel bad even asking this question. But anyway, whatever you want to say on that Trayvon Martin story, because I want you to have the ability to clarify. Well, being an Illinois resident, we don't have the same stand your ground laws as Florida does. So I think if that had happened here in Illinois, George Zimmerman would have probably gone to prison. But the law in Florida apparently is different. There is no duty to retreat in Florida. So even though it seemed for all the world like George Zimmerman had instigated the encounter first, and then sure there was some physical violence on Trayvon's part, but did he start it? Is he the one that was out looking for trouble? You know, it's. It's really hard to get all the facts straight, especially when one of the parties was shot and killed. Uh, it doesn't seem like under the current law that he got off, you know, unjustly. Like he he seemed to get off under the letter of the law, and I, I don't really approve of the stand your ground law, at least not without a duty to retreat. Uh, I'm a gun owner myself, and I would never like want to aim my gun at another human being without at least attempting to get away first. You know, it's uh, that that sort of thing would stick with a, a moral person for the rest of your life, having to to shoot another person, or in George Zimmerman's case, it would stick with you long enough to try to sell the gun for a large profit. Dude, everything about you is America. Uh, so you own a gun, but you'd rather not use it, uh, and it's not the moral thing to do to shoot first. Anyway, bless your heart on that. Look, I'm sure that if we dove into the details, you and I would probably disagree on some portions of that. Uh, story, but that's okay. That's okay, and and disagreeing on a lot of different things is okay. Uh, and thank you for pointing out that we do the news and then our opinions. That's what we try really, really hard to do, and it's it's gratifying to hear at least that it got through to some people. Um, and and so now I want to talk about your show, the Ken Bone Show. So do you talk about politics there mainly, or do you talk about other things? What's on the podcast? We mostly do politics. Uh, we'll do the news of the week. Uh, we do once a week, uh, put the episodes up on Sundays. Season two just launched uh, yesterday. It's on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash the Ken Bone Zone. So you can check that out. And uh, we try to like do about half news and then we'll, uh, we'll do like our weekly segment. This week our weekly segment was what's good. And what's good is where we'll talk about news that doesn't make you wanna scream into the void and despair. And uh, next week we'll be doing Josh's philosophy, which is my uh, my co-host Josh Burkett is a, a theology major uh, and a somewhat of an expert in uh, philosophy. So he's going to give you some good cocktail party tips, make you sound smart in front of all your friends, talk about Nietzsche and uh, Calvinism and whatever you want. Uh, but we we try to mix it up that way, and we do try to keep it light. But it almost always seems to be about how Congress is terrible and. Uh, America doesn't have, you know, the the political standing that we used to, and what could we possibly do about it? You know, try to 
try to keep a centrist approach to everything. So, um, of course, Ken Bones podcast has a segment called "What's Good." Okay, that's, oh, it's it's so fitting for what we know about you, Ken, that that you would focus on that. And you're the only person in America who could do a segment on the Bone Zone that doesn't sound dirty. Well, that's uh, my grandma's Wi-Fi network at her house. You know, that's growing up with your name being Bone. You can't you can't have it dirty past the age of about eight. You just run out of dirty jokes for it, and it just becomes a it just becomes your name. Yeah, I, I hear you, brother, but. Hold my beer. Uh, <laughs> oh, I will continue to hear them. I invite all the bone jokes. Leave them in the comments after you watch the video. Click on the ads, why don't you? <laughs> okay, so you also write for the latest.com. I, I, what is the latest.com? Uh, the latest.com is a news aggregator that uh, I stumbled upon. And what they'll do is they'll try to figure out what the big story is today, and then they'll go to as many different sources as they can find. They'll, They'll link to the Huffington Post, they'll link Breitbart, they'll do CNN, and then they'll do Fox News. And they just try to get as many different perspectives on the same story as possible and bring them all into one location. And then for the latest thinking is their opinion column that uh, I do a little bit for and my co-host does as well. And uh, Ken, you're in Ohio, right? Uh, Southern Illinois. Oh, My bad, Southern Illinois, okay. Oh, That's even not- better, you got primaries oh. coming up uh, next week. So that's right. You got a candidate in that governor's race, which is really interesting. Well, Illinois is an open primary state, which I love. You know, the primary system I think is is dumb and stupid because it favors the the two establishment parties. But at least having an open primary is helpful because then you can cross party lines, and you don't have to be such a hard line conservative or a hard line liberal to win a primary in an open primary state. I don't really endorse candidates, but then again, three out of our last five governors, I think, uh, now are in jail. So maybe it's time for a change. <laughs> well, everybody agrees it's time for a change. What do you? Okay, how about Daniel Biss? What do you think of Daniel Biss? Now, I, I probably haven't researched him as heavily as I should have, uh, but I've got to say I like what I'm seeing so far. Uh, essentially, uh, not being registered with either party, I've never been a big uh, primary participant. Well, like I said, with Illinois being an open primary, I will participate this year. And uh, we'll have to see what we get out of the two major candidates after it comes out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so Kenny, if you had uh, your main issue, like one issue you'd say, like, this is the one I care most about, what would it be? Homelessness. Uh, We have a huge homeless problem here in the US. Most homeless people are either veterans or they're mentally ill or they're both. And uh, as I'm sure, you know, everybody is realizing by now we have awful, awful mental health care that's not accessible to very many people. And there's a stigma to uh, having a mental health issue. While at the same time, about half of us are taking some kind of antidepressant or anti-anxiety medication. You know, if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. If it's okay for us to get care, why isn't it okay for these folks with severe troubles to get care? Uh, so they're out on the street and we step over them like they're parking meters or bushes. And uh, so I, I do a lot of work with uh, outfits like the St. Patrick Center, which is a homes first initiative. And they take people off the street and they put them in a stable home. And once they're in a home, then we start to address the root cause of their homelessness, whether it be substance abuse or fleeing from physical violence, domestic violence or mental illness. Uh, and using a, uh, a homes first approach is very expensive, but has a much, much higher success rate 
And uh, it's much more humanitarian than the carrot and the stick approach of like dangling a home in front of somebody. Like you can have a house after you come to enough services. Uh, you know, it's it's all about helping people first. Okay, Ken Bone, you did not vote for Donald Trump. Uh, I I have a conclusion. You can say anything you like, but ain't nobody got a homelessness as their number one issue that voted for Donald Trump. I don't care how many guns you have. I don't care what you think about any other issue. I'm just saying it. You don't have to just wink, though, or blink if if I'm right. Well, that's a bad connection. You might see some winks that may or may not be there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I have deduced that we're moving forward. Uh, how about money out of politics? Uh, I would love to get more money out of politics. Uh, I do also some work with uh, an app called Donor Dex, which is all about grassroots fundraising. That's one of the other things that I loved about Bernie Sanders so much. Is he raised a just a wave of money, twenty bucks at a time, from regular people, uh, donating to a cause that they believed in, which beats the heck out of taking thirty million dollars from the healthcare lobby so that the health insurance companies get to write their own legislation. So, if it was Bernie Sanders versus Donald Trump, would you have definitely voted for Bernie Sanders? Yeah, I think so because. As different as they are, there are similar things to like about both of them. And it's both that uh, I wouldn't call Trump genuine uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but he's somebody who doesn't seem to be afraid to say what he wants to say. And Bernie has that same quality, except he doesn't uh, rub so many people the wrong way. We got to get you in Wolfpack, man. Uh, you got to work to get money out of politics through wolfdashback.com. And if you're ever out here in LA, Ken, uh, you got to come on the power panel. Uh, because combining the power panel with the bone zone, I just it would probably be the most powerful panel ever put together. Absolutely, I would love to cross the streams sometime and see what we get. <laughs> and a good sense of humor at that too. All right, Cam Bone, everybody check out the Cam Bone Show. Thanks for coming on the Young Turks, we appreciate it. Absolutely, thanks for having me on.